Hello, lab experts, and welcome to the Rock Diagnostics Podcast, the podcast where we discuss everything medical laboratory science in Africa and around the world. Our guest today is Aliyu Israel. Aliyu Israel is a quality management specialist with experience in medical laboratory system strengthening, laboratory logistics, supply chain management, and disease surveillance, amongst other things. With more than 11 years of active engagement in medical laboratory science, has worked on AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria programs, managed various ISO-accredited laboratories, mentored laboratories so they could attain both international and national accreditations, has been involved in training and mentoring over 2,500 medical and healthcare professionals, is a trained ISO 15,189, 17,025, and 9,001 specialist, who has served as advisor to the National Agency for the Control of AIDS in Nigeria, National Laboratory Manager for Surveillance in Africa, AG Regional Manager for Synlab slash Patker Laboratories, and consulted for the International Institute for Tropical Agriculture. He's also worked for the Federal Ministry of Health in Nigeria, and his current job is focused on laboratory consultancy and programs in Nigeria. Help us welcome Aliu by giving a like and commenting. And now let's get to the interview. Aliyu, how are you doing today? Awesome, are you? I'm really fine. I'm doing a lot better. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So for the public out there who are watching this, who may want to know who Aliyu Israel is, what would you tell them? My name is Aliyu Israel, basically. And I'm a quality management system expert and a biomedical laboratory scientist by profession. I'm also had my Master degree program in public health. I'm also a public health um, expert. I've done a lot of jobs around the public health sector in, in the laboratory majorly. And also, um, I've worked as laboratory manager, national laboratory manager for international accredited laboratories. And I've consulted for several organizations. So I'm within the space of the quality management system, uh, laboratory programs, and public health generally. So was it hard to get into quality uh, into quality management, like, or was it easy? How did you experience it, the journey? The the most difficult aspect of it was to start, and mm-hmm. to just be consistent and being focused, even when it was not paying off. I think yeah. I remember the first seven months. I mean, there was nothing, but I could see the results in the lives of the people and in the lives of the individual who who I was engaging at that time. So mm-hmm. and people begin to talk about it, and so I knew that, okay. Over a period of time, if I'm if I'm being consistent in in, in it, I would get um, a result out of it. So total, that is that. Yeah, so you're quite committed. I mean, to the point of uh, even being able to shut out people that were a bit more negative. I mean, when you are in an organization, it's hard even to get people to just accept new ideas. But now you talked about identifying gaps earlier. That you identified a gap. And that's why you went into this particular field. What are some things that you saw that made you think we seriously need to have more people engaged in quality management? Well, first and foremost, was from statistics. Uh, then, and could, then in Nigeria, I think we have less than then we had less than seven. We well, to seven, five laboratories, five to let's say six laboratories that was was ISO accredited. And as at, then in South Africa, we had close to over 400 labs 
that we are extra accredited. You see, first and foremost, there was a huge gap. And if you understand the essence of quality management system, you, un you understand the lack of it in any system. And I, I discovered that first and foremost, there were no adequate knowledge of the practice. A lot of systems, both federal uh, government institutions, uh, uh, and private organizations, except for some few NGOs in, in the country, NGOs in the countries and some few labs that really actually had this, uh, this system up and running um, there. So basically, and if you look at, I, I looked at the whole essence of the practice, the mediocrity around the practice. And I know, the, I know one tool that can address the mediocrity is quality management system. That's it is a tested and a proven tool. Uh, that can that can help drive quality, that can help sustain growth, that can help ensure customer satisfaction. So then I knew the solution we're not just uh, yeah. we're not just getting more, more 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 people into the industry. We're not just getting more professionals, but getting yeah. professionals who understand this system and are able to drive this system and able to implement this system. At their various world organizations. So it was a huge gap in terms of service delivery, in terms of the quality of results, in terms of what the accreditation standard, and in terms of uh, the, the personnel understanding. So it was obvious, it was it was, it was obvious. So what, what I was even looking at is okay, how can we address this basically? Because the obvious are obvious. Uh, yeah. the solution is what people are actually looking for. And yeah. And you were talking a bit earlier about, you said there was a bit of mediocrity in the field, but what are examples of things that you saw that made you think, okay, this is really bad? Like, are, are there any specific examples that may come to mind? Or maybe as you've been going along, things that you've been seeing that, okay, this, we can't keep going that way. Yes, I've I, I worked with a lot of organizations. I've, I've done as an auditor, and an assessor for some from some laboratories and some facilities, and, and as a trainer, uh, I train people, uh, consultants, pathologists, uh, doctors, medical lab scientists, nurses, laboratories, and the rest. You know, when you train people, you ask questions, you get feedback. You begin to you 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 begin to see some of these things now. In terms of the practice, uh, one of it was lack of conformity okay. or non-conformance. Non-conformance. The levels of non-conformance were really high. In terms of the practice, I can't just start mentioning. You know, basically there are so much. In terms of what uh, non-conformance, but I'll just categorize it into the, the non-conformity, uh, the lack of customer satisfaction the poor turnaround time of, of, of this, because one, especially for the laboratory, uh, TATs, turnaround time is something we hold of highest thing, because the quality of every result depends on the accuracy, the reliability, and the timeliness of the results. Yeah. So there were issues with a lot of turnaround times. There were issues with even accuracy of the results from some organization. You get an organization that uh, releases a patient result without quality control materials. What, what do you expect? You don't need any other prophet to tell you what is happening there. 
Mm-hmm. You don't need any other person to tell you what is happening there. You just know that this is not what the standard and a lot of things are going wrong, wrong, wrong way. People could afford to get equipment, but they don't. They will not afford to get what QC materials. So yeah. we showed you that whatever they are, they are they are producing from such an equipment does not meet standard, and you cannot actually vouch for for it. I've consulted in, in an organization where um, I told them what to actually do: get QC, get this, get this, and at the end of the day, yeah, they were not willing. So all I did after telling them was to put in my resignation. That's that's it because I cannot. I have a brand. And I have a name to put there. So I can't actually vouch for what I know is not standard. That's yeah. it. That is it. Mm-hmm. So in this case, you are, you are with a company where you had to put in your resignation. It goes in line with one of the questions I also had. Like, you're a bright young man, but you're young. And in some African countries, I know when some of the older, uh, let's say, leaders in the labs see a young person coming over they may not necessarily show a whole lot of confidence. So what's, how have you been able to convince people like to actually follow you and convince them that, yes, you know what you are doing and this is the direction in which we should go? Well, no, basically, uh, <laughs> well, that's a funny question, but it's the reality <laughs> because I've, I've faced a lot of that in my, in my career and you know, in things I do. Basically, sometimes I've managed organizations as the manager, as maybe as the consultant, and maybe on phone we have been talking, and they will feel that okay, this one, one big man, one elderly man, and that. So when they get to meet me, they're like, okay, actually we are looking for the person. I say, hey, yeah, I am the person. I am the one. I say, no, no, you can't be serious. I say, yeah, I am. I'm like, okay. Okay, they just give me that benefit of that. Uh, for the, I, I met a I met a consultant on on a project on a research project, and she was like, "Okay, so I'm too young that I, I'm looking like one of his son." I was just laughing. <laughs> I like I like I was like what? I like I said, ah, the, the person who brought me was like, "No, he's he's married, he has kids." She said, "No, like <laughs> the 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 didn't give me the job. She she didn't give me. But after hmm. six months." When she ran into issues, she called yeah. me back and I did the project, and I did the project for her. Yeah. And the, that is it. So most of the time they look at, okay, what do you have to offer? But as our discussion begins to, to go, and as, as they begin to see things, then definitely they, they begin to look at me from a different perspective. Because one thing about it is that uh, it is results that matters. Exactly. It is not in what, it is better to say well done than well said. So yeah. but sometimes you need at the initial to be able to convince people uh, with what you have in terms of presentation, in terms of what you really want to achieve. But what keeps what keeps you up there is the ability for you to produce those results. And that's mm-hmm. that is that, that is what matters. I've heard an organization where they were like, ah, yeah, you think I think you are too young to do that. But you know that at the end of the day, even I all the records I smashed it. All the returns of even the revenue, in terms of all good things. At the end of the day, you can't that you can't that proves. Yeah. Yes. Only food. Only food that proves. So most of the time, uh, I just I'm able to convince them of what I can do, yeah. and over a period of time, when they see what I can do, they, they buy in, and and, and that's it. and that's and that's what says for me. And basically, it doesn't have to do by my looks. It doesn't have to do by uh, what you feel about me. Even people exactly. that have 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 led teams that. And in terms of qualification, I'm on the list. People who have PhD, 
and one, two, three, four, five. I mean, I just, even then, I didn't have a master degree program, master degree certificate. But yet, but yet what I know, I know, basically. Yeah. And, and, and so at the end of the day, uh, when people begin to see that you are performing, definitely mm -hmm. you've done that. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of times it will come down to the experience and how you can show that what you're doing is actually working. And I think what will help a lot, what probably helps a lot also is when you get uh, recommendations from people you've already worked with and then they can come in and then say, yes, he worked for me and he did an excellent job. But there's one word that you said uh, as you are going uh, along that actually I want to get back to revenue. So I have the feeling like some people who may be watching this video, maybe like one of the things that could actually entice them into into um, talking more about quality management is the revenue talk. So you said you were able to help organizations and actually help them in a way that was able to improve their revenue. So how does that work? How can quality management help an organization improve or increase their revenue? Well, if you um, uh, doing the right thing, makes people uh, believe in what you are doing but most importantly you need to tell people what you are actually doing mm -hmm. you know there's like okay if i okay there, there's a saying that says is, and we have a look at it that says i'll, I'll say it in english that a signboard will direct people to a, a restaurant but it takes a good food to actually keep people from patronizing such restaurants. Yeah. You can have good signboard, good, like, okay, good advance, and okay, this is your, but when, when they get there, the way the way you, you they are being serviced and the quality of the food will, will make them to say, okay, I think I, I can I'm, conv I'm I'm convinced to be eating here. So that is that is just the description. So quality management system uh, is encompassing. It's helps for quality, it's helps for profitability. It ensures that your product is of mm -hmm. is of the op optimum satisfaction. And not just the product, the process of delivering the product to the customer, because the whole essence of the quality management system is for, for customer satisfaction or client satisfaction. Yeah. When the client is satisfied with your facility, when we talk about facility, we're talking about safety, talking about even your ambience, we're talking about mm -hmm. even the way the facility looks. A lot yeah. of people don't know that even quality cut across even those aspects. Mm -hmm. The way you, the way, the, the, the organization looks and basically the, the interiors a lot of the spacing the, the environment the environmental conditions these are all part part of it especially in in, in the part of nigeria where i lived in, in abuja most customers most clients always want it uh is the, the capital of nigeria they love what to call packaging you your product must be well packaged if you must have patronage so yeah. it's not so people can pay for it when it is well packaged and it is well delivered. You, so you could get a shirt like this for an XY amount of money from a particular place. You could get it at XYZ Y amount of money in the, the same quality of shirt, but different packaging and different dispositions. 
So, at, at that, and, and that is what. So, quality gives a premium service, gives a premium product, and ensures that the clients are being satisfied. And when this happens, definitely you are going to attract customers, you're going to attract clients. And definitely, once you keep satisfying them, because one of the principles of, uh, of the quality management system is the ability for you to recognize uh, your, the client's needs and meet the need and meet their futuristic need. Yeah. So if you are able to meet the need, surpass the need, achieve the need, and meet their future need, there is no way you will not attract patronage. And definitely, once you attract patronage, what is happening? The revenues are, are up. And quality management system also help you to cut costs, mm-hmm. get to reduce waste, helps you to, to, to so by the time waste waste stage is, is being reduced in the system, definitely helps to improve efficiency. Definitely, okay, you are reducing waste, you are reducing uh, the cost of sales from, 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 from what you do. Basically, you are, you are having more clients and having definitely the revenue, the numbers will definitely increase. Yeah. So the, that is it. So as a quality management system consultant or laboratory manager, one of, of, of the KPIs is to, for you to be able to reduce costs. And that is one way to measure your financials. So reducing costs, ensuring what efficiency and maximizing profit from, from, from what you do. Because it is it is better for you to use, let's say, one uh one million to generate 10 million mm-hmm. than for you to use 99 million to generate 100 million. Yeah, that's, that, 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 that's it. So in terms of revenue, in terms of profitability, some organizations, they have high revenue, but the profitability is low. Mm-hmm. That could result from 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 the cost of sales, the cost they use in, in, in making such um, revenues and also the waste, the waste along among oh, the system. Yeah. So there's a word you used as you are going along that I want to get back to. Uh, you talked about the KPI. For someone who is hearing this and who may not know what a KPI is and also why it's um, a term that they need to know if they are if they have a laboratory and they want it to function optimally. Uh, what we t- what's a KPI? Could you give us an example? Okay, KPIs are key performance indicators. Now, every 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 um, every aspect of the laboratory or every personnel must have a KPI. What's called the key performance indicators, and this key performance indicator revolves around four major four major things. We talk about uh, the financials, mm-hmm. talk about the the people, talk about the process, and talk about uh, customer satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are the four basically. They, they could be broken down to different uh, sub, but basically they are the first four major, main parts. Yeah. Uh, so are, those uh, are essential. Yeah. So those yeah. those are essentially things that a lab needs to figure out ways to measure in order to determine where they are and also determine um, where they want to go, right? So you have your KPI and you may decide that today, I don't know, we're at a five out of 10 for customer service, but by the end of this year, we want to be at a seven out of 10. And so now you start tweaking things and then to, to figure out what you do that allows you to get closer to that seven out of 10. Yes, and yes, and those are now and they, another way you can you can also use to measure it is 
you can we can also measure it as in form of as quality indicators mm -hmm. majorly like in the laboratory process you can also use it as a quality indicator let's say for example uh in the year 2020 you had a uh, 250 complaints from 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 the clients okay you can say okay the year 2021 uh we want to have not less than 100 so it's so it could also you could also use it as a form of quality improvement those quality yeah. indicators but majorly the kpis are cut across uh the the, the financials cut across the the people the the persons and the process and the customer support and satisfaction yeah. and i think one of the things we tend to neglect a lot in labs also today is the people like the personnel because I feel like in many labs, whenever you talk to the personnel, in many cases, at least in a lot of cases, it's as if they're just there mostly like for the job to get their paycheck at the end of the month and the rest is not really as important. But then I feel at first when they come, usually they come with a lot of energy. It's almost as if over time they are kind of like ground down by the leadership refusing to do things that's going to allow them to do their job better, or sometimes even just when it comes to pay, the pay being so low that maybe they have to think about getting another job on the side. And of course that is going to affect the amount of energy they are willing to put into the job. Like, has that been an issue that you've been seeing in some places? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are because one of the top quality system essential talks about personnel, and um, it to me I regard personnel as one of the most important quality system essential because every other essentials are driven by personnel. If you have a facility driven by personnel, if you have a quality management system will be driven by personnel. If you have an equipment is driven by personnel, so it is it is the fulcrum. It is it determines so much, and and basically. Uh, for you to be able to satisfy your clients, definitely we are in customer service, we have both internal and external clients. So the employees are regarded as internal clients. So for the external client to be to be able to get the maximum satisfaction, then the internal client must also have a level of satisfaction. You see. Yeah. A lot of employees and um, they come with so much energy or especially with the euphoria of okay getting a new job and like you know we are there you know some of them i've done a lot of interviews every day I, even yesterday i did some so many interviews so we see a lot of persons and like <laughs> and like they they will do everything to get a job it's, yeah. it's normal but some can even put what they don't even have on their series yeah. what they don't even do at the end they want you to prove them and you see that they are not actually done such such things. What they are trying to do, they are trying to ensure that they get into the system, trying to convince you because in uh, doing a, uh, when, when, when you are hiring, it's like, it is like, uh, it's like, a, it's like a marketing um, bid between two persons. Yeah. The, the person you are trying to hire is trying to sell himself. And you are actually going trying to look if you can actually buy mm -hmm. from what the person is actually saying. So at the end of the day, okay, some of them will tell you I can work under pressure, but when they get into the system, <laughs> they see the pressure that comes with the job. And they, but I believe so much in ensuring that the personnel become a part and parcel of the system. 
creating a sense of ownership is key. Yeah. If an employee does not have a sense of ownership, even salary cannot sustain such employee. Yeah. And they must keep being motivated. Motivation is key. If you, if it's, it is better to have a, not to have a staff than to have an unmotivated staff. True. Because the unmotivated so staff is get, actually going to make things harder yeah. for you. Yeah. Yes. And also, one thing that is important depends on the leadership and the management. People don't really change jobs, but they, they prefer to even change their leaders, their, their, their boss, their managers. Because when your manager makes uh, the environment so, so corrosive for you, and you, you are not getting support, you are not growing, then what are you doing there? You, you prefer to have your, 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 your mental sanity mm-hmm. out there than, than to keep working in such an environment. So for the staff to be productive, uh, for, them be able to, for them to be able to have that passion to continuously, we must create an environment, a conducive environment. It may not be perfect, but a conducive environment that keeps inspiring what the, the staff to, to greater achievements. And we should be able to recognize achievements. When people are making achievements, create systems that can help to recognize them. Everything doesn't have to be money, uh, but money is inclusive, especially in, 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 in this part of the country. But yeah. you can, we can create systems where they, they have a sense of ownership, where, they, where their opinions are, are, are accepted because everyone wants their opinion to be respected. Mm-hmm. Though your, everyone's opinion may not fly, but your opinions can be listened to. And people yeah. love to have listening ears. When they know that the organization have a listening ears, when they know that the managers have a listening ear, because the level of leadership you provide for a team will determine so much how that team will perform. I can give yeah. you so many instances of our Avando teams that were, were looking like, they were not looking strong. And basically, but at the end of the day, they became one of the best performing teams. So that, that, so that is how it, it plays. So we must keep creating an environment where these people we have uh, be a part of the system, take ownership, trainings, motivations, and also able to recognize what the achievement. When you do this, and you have a good leadership. I tell you, people will be inspired. People will want to work, and people will want to go the extra mile to ensure that the job is being delivered and they are being basically. Uh, someone asked me some days ago, well, "What is my kind of style of leadership?" I told the person, "I'm a pragmatic leader, but um, but basically, when I'm leading a group of team, I I ensure that depending on the team, I ensure that the team is." If it comes to a level of performance, then I, I don't micromanage my teams. I, I give them direction. I, I ensure that they understand what is being done. We provide the sources of how those things are being done. We continuously monitor what should be done and how it should be done. At the end of the day, when that team comes to a level of what performing, when you have left the normal stage, the forming stage, and they are, they are performing, definitely, the team is going to, you are going to have less of each and more of productivity. And that is where every leader sh- should aspire to get their team into the performing stage. It takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of rebuilding, restructuring, uh, culture building, 
and the rest. But once you get there, then profitability is sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking a bit of um, earlier on, you were talking about taking teams that were that looked really bad at first, but you made them better. It goes a bit into like uh, my next question. I wanted to ask you, what is the hardest thing you've had to do as part of your job, but that you're also the most proud of? Please, can you take that again? So what's the hardest thing you, how you've had to do, but you're also the most proud of? Well, yes, yes, <laughs> there are so many, but I think if I can recap one, I think basically uh, I had a team of about less than 15. And, uh, and uh, basically they were to a, a level of um, um, performance and, uh, but uh, just as I believe there's always room for improvement mm -hmm. and uh, I was stepping into the shoes of um, trying to coordinate almost all the activities in the organization including sales mm -hmm. management uh, customer service admin fact, everything all put all put together, and some of these positions really had people who were there. But and and like even up to debt collection, <laughs> like account reconciliations. Yeah, that little things that I didn't learn um, normally. But like one thing about me is that if I'm set to do anything, if I'm set to learn anything, I believe I can do anything at any time. All I need to do is to put my mind and to put my head and, and be focused and be consistent. In. So yeah. I have to start learning some of these skills, sales, marketing, and direct. So at the end of the day, uh, we never look as if we had any deficiency within the team or we had people who were not performing. Why? Because I was able to provide leadership uh, to the team. And even those that were looking not looking like they were not performing, because of the of the general performance of the whole team, we could scale a lot of heights and except from, from few ones that have view. So the whole team looks robust. Uh, but even when the whole team looks robust, just like the law of motion said that everybody will continue to be at rest until an external force is added to it. And so things does not actually work out. When you see things working out, people are actually making it work. Yeah. That's always yeah, the case. In one of my, I'm a Christian, and I have a, one of my scriptures for work is that every house is built by some men, but he that builds all things is God. So if something must be built, it must be built by some men. Remember, it is not all. But the build by that that's part of team dynamics. So every team, you don't expect everybody to perform at that level, but there are some persons that actually uh brings just like a bead or like a chain. If you have this local African beads that ladies use in their in their in, in their waist, you see the bead has a two end. Are, 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 are you get me? Now the yeah. more you bring the bead closer, the closer the bead becomes. So in everything, there must be someone, one or two persons that sh should hold the two ends of the beads that brings that team into a level they need to get. Without such people, definitely everybody will look as if 
they don't exist in that thing. So the leadership uh, matters at That's that level. Brilliant. So we were able to get into, into a, uh, a performance stage whereby we were the best in terms of quality, when the best in terms of the revenues, in terms of profitability, in terms of staff retention. And then where the, where the organization has so much staff turnovers, Mm-hmm. And like, well, our team was consistent and like, wow, how are you guys doing it? But it was, it was deliberate effort to ensure that the team uh, remained there. And when you have people who have, who have been in the system for over a period of time and understand the system, you have, you have less of issues. Yeah. As, as, because in every organization, you know, from, uh, from, from the human resource end, they are, they, you know, in every industry, there is a percentage of staff turnover. Once you begin to hit that percentage of staff turnover, they should begin to check the system. There are going to be issues. Yeah. And so, uh, our my last question: What's in store for you in the future? What are some projects, some interesting projects you may be working on that you may want to share with the audience? That what should they be waiting, uh, expecting from you in the future? Basically, we are doing some few things, but I don't think we have started. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we are doing a few things, but we, we have we haven't started that that just because when you when you measure, I don't I don't measure success by what you have done. I measure success by what you should do or what you have the capacity to do. Yeah. Uh, so that that is that is the way. So if you measure it by what you do, and when you when you when a one-eyed man finds himself in the midst of a blind, you think you're actually doing well, but <laughs> that is not actually your true capacity. Basically, so in the future, uh, we, we, we are looking at, we started some online programs already, okay. and then some trainings, consultations, we have a group of policy consultants across, across various fields, mm-hmm. uh, from biomedical engineering to uh, medical laboratory science uh, to public health uh, to epidemiology and the rest so uh, around the field which we have put together over a period of time though we are actually involved in so basically in, in the future we really want to create that awareness create that brand that we are, will be synonymous to quality so when you hear of our names you know this is quality and that's it. In terms of whatever we are doing, in terms of service, in terms of training, in terms of accreditations, in terms of, like, I really desire that every facility, every organization, every person come in terms of quality and understand this and drive runs with the vision. That yeah. is most important. It's far bigger for us than even building a castle and all those things. But what we are putting in, in, in people, what we are putting in the relations, the systems we are putting in place is across um nigeria's you know over the country we have some few few people from even the uk the us and ireland and the rest south africa that are into some of what we do so we we are going to be looking specifically at some uh, collaborations uh also some public health programs and over a period of time uh, because the world is actually changing and then when we have to have something um, basically, you know, these days we have to protest some of these ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, it doesn't get uh, out. But yeah. it doesn't get But in the midst of the brand, you see, like the West Guard. You see, when you hear about West Guard, you hear about QC, exactly. you know what you are into. 
Yeah. You don't need to actually you understand quality. Here, you well guard, you know what they are into. So, over a period of time, uh, with what we are doing, once you hear our names, you hear what we do, we are synonymous. It is synonymous to quality, to quality service, quality delivery, and quality management systems at the long run. Over a period of time, we also want to have a global, um, like a global school mm-hmm. where people can learn from everywhere. At, at their convenience at their time. And yeah. basically, irrespective, irrespective of what they really want to learn, whether it is uh, public health uh, related, whether it is practice. And just, just as I said, the world is global, the world is changing. So we need to be dynamic with, with what, what we are currently doing. Because if you feel and believe that you just want to just be in one point and everything, no, you can be at where I am now. I can speak to the whole world. That, that is the way. The world is like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it was it, it, it was not that way. But yeah. we want to look at uh, we could have a lot of thousands of people, professionals, learn at their convenience and able to be able to have that quality knowledge and be able to see them practice these things wherever they find themselves. So, with that, they, it has a ripple effect because I don't really believe in all your head knowledge, I believe in the ability for you to implement what you have learned. And that is where a lot of people find it difficult, and that's where we come in implementation of what we actually know and what we actually. So we are open to partnership. We we have some. We are doing a lot, and basically to organizations, trainings, individual group of persons. Every day I do training every day in in, in the thirty days of the week. Every yeah. day, and all those. So we have more, and we can keep doing more. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for taking the time uh, to speak with us today and for sharing all of this. I'm sure those who watch this will have learned a lot from everything you've been sharing. Now, for anyone who wants to get in contact with you about possibly collaboration, working with you, or going through the trainings and that sort of thing, how could they get in contact with you? What's the best way? Get to me via my email or my WhatsApp. Email. Okay, or WhatsApp. And so we'll be able to share that in the description for those who are in, um, interested. Wait, or should we? Because the yes, WhatsApp. You yes, you can. Okay. My email is uh, Aliu, A L I U. Yeah. Double I, then S R O A E L at gmail.com. All right. Okay. You can also reach me at info at pegdisol.com. All right. So we'll share all that in the description. Lab experts, thanks a lot for watching this episode with Mr. Liu Israel. We hope you learned a lot and we'll see you next time for more medical laboratory science talks. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Thank you.